Boba Fett has pushed the Mandalorian right out of frame and said, it's my turn now. Are we okay with that? We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm not Boba Fett. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. We have a great show today. We are going to talk about... Well, we're, we're going back into Speculation Nation. We did it a few weeks ago, but uh, that's what we like to do around here when there's a lot of front-loaded Star Wars news for things that are way down the line. Uh, we're going to have a discussion today about... Now that we've heard via those sources out of Lucasfilm that the, the Book of Boba Fett is serving as sort of a pseudo-season 2.5 of The Mandalorian... We're going to speculate on how we feel like that's going to impact The Mandalorian Season 3 from a story perspective and uh, and beyond for The Mandalorian. So it, it'll be interesting uh, chat. And uh, doing that with me, as always, is Lacey and James. Um, so, Lacey, we sometimes do this thing on this podcast called Ask the Resistance. And we tweet out, you know, send us your questions. And people mm-hmm. do. And this guy called us out because last <laughs> year he sent us a question and we didn't answer it apparently. Uh, that We don't answer all of them, but he called us out. So good for you, DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. He asked, what is the one land speeder or vehicle, not something that flies in space, that you would own from any era in Star Wars, Lacey? 74Z speeder bike. <sighs> Wait, which one's that? That's the one on Endor that they ride around on. Oh, the speeder bikes on Endor? Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. You I, Would you fly them on Endor, though? That's pretty dangerous. I think so. I think it'd be fun. Like fast? Or would you like take it easy? Nah, I'd go for it. <laughs> I, I, I considered the speeder bike and I was like, there's no way I'd die. I'd just die. <laughs> yeah, I think I would die, too. My middle name you know? is Danger. Is it? No. Oh. So I now we know name. she's Wait, a liar. No. <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> Lacey and Liam Neeson just lying through their teeth. John, what's um, your pick? That, yeah, I've had a tough one with this. I, I wanted to lean like pod racer, you know, because I think that'd be fun to like just be a pod racer. Because um, I don't like like Luke's land speeder and I don't know that I like the speeder bikes on Endor. Um I think I'd go with a pod racer and customize it and get it, get do a little racing. You don't like them because they're you're lame. Well, hello to you. Happy Thursday, everybody. <laughs> I love you. I love you guys because you guys have such good chemistry. You guys like to tell you guys love each other on the podcast. That's what they um, said. I yeah. I, in both of those scenarios, I considered them both, and I was like, they're just way too fast and too dangerous in both those. So I actually mm. went with Ray's bike from uh, Force Awakens. Oh, that's a cool option. Yeah, because I thought bar? it's fat. What on? Um, what on what? What did you say? It looks like an ice cream bar. Oh, ice cream bar. I thought you said on Endor. And I'm like, what? what is he saying? <laughs> no, yeah, it does kind of look like an ice cream bar. My, my thought on it was that it clearly goes very fast, but it is not required to go fast, which both pod racers and speeder bikes to me felt like they only had one speed. <laughs> Just <laughs> extreme. Yeah. So I was like, man, I want something that can get that fast if I want it to go that fast out like in an open field or something. But I also want something that just feels very comfortable and you can uh, throw some stuff in it and kind of just cruise around, but not like, like Luke's speeder or like Han and Kira, like you know that like thing that they have at the beginning of Solo. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like their Star Wars. I cars. believe it's an M sixty eight speeder. Yeah, the nice. What right? I, I nice, this, huh? this might be cheating a little. Uh, the the speeder that Dooku uses the flip knot in uh, attack of the clones i feel like it's like kind of like you know like in like sons of anarchy when the old man had like the trike motorcycle yeah i feel like it's kind of like a speeder but it's safe i thought his and uh darth mauls were both kind of like two like good options but too like harley for me <laughs> like kind of oh like chopper yeah, yeah chopper that's yeah. what i mean like you know and i'm like yeah i don't know they're like oh look at that guy compensating for something yeah James, when you said uh, it only had one speed extreme in my head, I was like, 
that explains me. <laughs> One's extreme. Yeah. It, that's, <laughs> Middle I, name that, danger. That has to be a line from something, and it, it makes me think of like Ricky Bobby, like I only know one speed, fast, <laughs> you know, extreme. or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of if you're those not first, guys. You're in, last. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're not Howard, off, you're extreme. Harold and Kumar. Harold yeah. and Kumar and go to oh, White the Castle. Mountain Dew guys. <laughs> the extreme guys. Extreme yeah. guys. Yeah. I feel like they just got, they just came from a Devil Wears Prada show and they're all juiced out of their <laughs> minds. Right. Just... <laughs> That's wrong, <laughs> wrong market. <laughs> um, all right. So we covered that, I guess. I guess let us know in the comments uh, what yours would be. And you can't cheat. Nothing that flies in space. That was the rule. But uh, more importantly, DJ Foster, uh, better late than ever. We, we, uh, you called this out. So we answered your question. Hope that satisfies you now. Um, all right. Now we're going to get rolling here. Uh, with the show and before we get to our discussion James what uh, what are we firing up to kick this thing off I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it John the thing that we're firing up is will of the force but we haven't started it yet I gotta talk a little bit here quickly about Patreon if you love TRB and want to support what we do please consider joining us on Patreon. Uh, we launched some awesome new updates to the page uh, benefits, so it's a great time to sign up. Just take a minute, go over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, pick out a tier that works best for you and support the show. We really appreciate all the support, everything you guys do. It not only keeps the show going, but it allows us to expand on what we do and continue to plan for the future, which is awesome. Um, so for the three of us, seriously, we really mean it. Thank you. Thank you for joining thank you. Our, our Patreon. Um, now, if you I are... I dangerously say thank you. She says dangerously. Is this going to be a theme this whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> At least till the next segment, sure. Um, uh, I don't know. We can ask Harrison Ford. Uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> if That got a if great you, response. I think people really enjoyed that. So I'm going to bring that up. If you are a $5 patron or higher, you can submit questions to the top and topics to the uh, show that we are doing, the segment that we're doing right now to be featured on the show. That's called Will of the Force. So let's get to it. This first one is coming from one of our uh, resistance officers, Commander Danny at Simplify Danny. Follow her on Twitter. What's um, up, Danny? Yeah, uh, Danny wanted to know, do you think we will get spinoff series based on characters or events in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, similar to the the spinoffs that we got uh, uh, coming from Mandalorian? Uh, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. Um, spinoffs to Obi-Wan? Danny, Danny, this is very tricky because the spinoffs come from the fact that people like those characters. So people don't like anybody in the series. You're not getting any spinoffs. Um, I'd really like a spinoff with Han, even though that's not his name. The guy from Fast and the Furious, only oh, because I really right. like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that's where I would be. What, do I think they're gonna get it? No, I, I think this is a one and done thing. They won't. But if I was running Lucasfilm, because that tweet was trending for like ever the past week, uh, I would give Han a spinoff series where he's racing. Lane speeders or pod races, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's actually just goes off what we were just talking about. How cool pod Mm -hmm. racers are and stuff. John, do you think? uh, Answer, Commander Danny. Do you think there's going to be any spinoffs from Obi Wan? Yeah, I think they're going to do a Qui Gon Jinn spinoff Force Ghost series (laughs) after he appears in that show that he said he's not going to be in. It's Um, Ghost Two, and it has uh, Patrick Swayze, like the like computer animated (laughs) Patrick Swayze. Yes. Rest in peace. <laughs> Ripping out throats on the other side. Um, that's a Roadhouse reference. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I like the question because I had never really cons- like thought of it that way because Obi-Wan just feels like this isolated thing, kind of like Lacey was saying. But um, I don't know that this show is going to give us that level of a character because it's such a compacted series in six episodes where I feel like a movie, like a major theatrical movie, that's a different type of storytelling. Like Solo, you're able to sort of do that. But with a series like this, where the central focus is just this serialized version of this short pocket of time in Obi-Wan's life, I don't know that they're going to be like, you know, we're really going to build this character up here. We're really going to put this person in a situation where at the end of that Obi-Wan series, you're going to be like, I want to I wanna know that they left that person's story open. Like, I don't think that's how this is going to go. I think it's just going to be really just this nice supporting cast in these environments of 
whatever Obi-Wan's getting into here for this series. So I don't know that it will merit that, but I'd be happy to be wrong. It'd be great if we get, you know, the, the Disney Plus version of an Emphis Nest or something where you're like, you know what? Not, not not bad i like this i like what's going on here i'd love to see what's going on more even if they're not the main focus of a story i'd like to see them again but i, I like a, a spin-off of one of the characters that's hard for me to make a guess because we don't know them yet but i love i love the thought process i like the question hmm. um yeah i definitely i i would be open to it if we like a character or whatever it, it could be kind of interesting to see a character uh work well with obi-wan and then he's like ah come on come in, on an adventure with me and he's like oh i'm getting too old for this sort of thing you know or something and you're like oh all right i see what's going on here they're gonna spin off the show or whatever do i think they're gonna do it no I think based on what John, not not what John was saying, but what John was saying earlier, I've always thought of this show as this was closed bookend. We're, we're telling this story. This is what it is. And um, I just never pictured any of these characters being something that, um, I don't know, we're going to get their story and, and Ewan's not involved. And I don't know, that's weird. I don't know. I just, it could always happen, but I'm thinking that it's not going to happen. Um, they're going to keep it pretty enclosed on on this particular project. Um, our next question is, will something specific happen to Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Kenobi series that rapidly advances his aged appearance? So, John, this is bouncing back to you first. What do you think? I, I almost feel like at this point, it, something has to because... Like Ewan McGregor looks really good for his age, and if uh, he really looks in the series how he looks in that interview he did with Pedro Pascal, he's got full coloration in his beard and hair, unlike me, and he doesn't look, you know, aged the way like like you don't look at him and say in nine years that guy's gonna look like Alec Guinness in A New Hope. And if Obi-Wan's whole life to that point, he's aged to that much, why would all of a sudden in that short nine years span, would he just go from that to that? So I don't think Lucasfilm likes the, we're just not going to explain this and you're just going to have to deal with it sort of thing. So I think they're setting it up in a way where they're like, we want the familiarity of Obi-Wan from the prequels. So we want to keep him sort of looking close enough to that. And we want to push the envelope as much as that we can. And then maybe this encounter with Darth Vader, Darth Vader is going to really put it on him and he's going to like just Obi-Wan's going to have to do something to save people. And it's going to take like the like the Luke took Luke's uh, lifespan away by what he did by force projecting himself. Obi-Wan maybe going to have to push himself to some sort of limit and it's going to really take damage on him, put damage on him and, and age him or something. I could see them doing something like that. So I'm leaning towards yes, actually, even though that might be a little bit of a radical thought. Lacey, what do you think? I'm going to go with no. I think that not something specific is going to happen to age him. I think they're just going to explain it away at the end of the series that, you know, he does all the stuff that he needs to do, looking the way he looks. And then in the last episode, there'll be a time jump and then it will show him all aged. And then that's how the series will end. Hmm. Okay. Um... I'm a little bit closer with Lacey on that, that I, I don't think they're going to do anything. And I think that when, you know, when you say 10 years, like, oh, or nine years, you know, how did he get like this? Um, not that it's not, not that it isn't different, but like, we're also looking at like how believable, you know, uh, Alden Ehrenreich is as Harrison Ford. Are they going to explain why he doesn't look the same way? I'm like, I, I just don't think they do. I think they just play it as like, Hey, here's how he looks. Obviously, there's real real world circumstances here. This is Ewan McGregor. It's not Alec Guinness. I think people just mm-hmm. look over that and be like, that's Obi-Wan. And then uh, A New Hope is what it is. I don't think they necessarily have to explain it. Um, uh, I, th- I think if they really wanted to do it, they could even go as far as to be like, let's just put... I don't think they would, but I think I would allow it if they just put him and made him look... Uh, stylistically like Alec Guinness and even said this is like five days before a new hope happens but it's Ewan McGregor playing the character I'd just be like cool I don't care you know 
Um, I get it, and I get the real world aspect of it, but but we're so far away in the actual story that I don't I don't think they're really going to touch it. They'll probably have a line where he's like, "Oh man, the sun, you know, really does a number <laughs> on you." <laughs> <laughs> I still think they're going to do CG Alec Guinness for the last frame or last like shot. They could, yeah, and um, or 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 they use they hire that Morphe Me guy who spread that rumor about Sebastian Stan. And they just do like a like Alec Guinness's nose, Ewan McGregor's eyes, oh, and you're like, god. "Oh, I see it. It's both." Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Oh my <laughs> god, they should get Ewan McGregor to play Obi Wan." Yeah, he'd be perfect. Look at him; he looks just like him. <laughs> oh my! All right, we're moving on to the next one here. Uh, Commander Lucas Hatch, um, and Lucas is new to the, the resistance. So, Lucas. thank you very much for joining the patron Patreon here. Uh, Commander Lucas wanted to know, um, "Hey guys, do you think we will start to hear Grogu talk in season three, or any future Star Wars media?" So, kind of a kind of a big. <laughs> or anything ever after that but let's try to stick to season three um lacy you're going first on this one what do you think grogu speaking yeah i think totally he's gonna speak in season three i think they need to sell more toys and if you had a talking grogu toy it's gonna sell and then also you need to progress his story along because we've now learned that he was at you know, the Jedi Temple and everything went terribly and he knows more than he's let on and he's more mature through talking to Ahsoka through their minds than we originally thought. He's having full conversations with her of the downfall of the Jedi Temple and you're telling me he can't speak. He's going to talk in the next season. That's crazy. Yeah, John, what do you think? Yeah, Nat, I, you know, I mean, Lacey's right about the merch aspect, but I, I can't bring myself to think that they make decisions for stories based on that just for my own soul but just from the story perspective i feel like they need to because it's gonna get a little tired i hate to say that and it's hard to believe that but if if, if, if grogu is just bopping around eating frogs and cooing and stuff again people are gonna be like we waited two and a half years for this again so i think they may go shoot us right out of a cannon in the first chapter 19 or whatever it is or 17 and say start hey what are you doing back there and grogu just starts talking we're like oh man all right cool mando's back and now this guy's talking i like what i like what's going on here so i think i think without question and the fact that lucas is like you know what not george lucas lucas hatch our patron like you said james anytime in the future because like we've been speculating we may see him in movies with ray down the line which would be a smart decision uh, I think there's no question he's going to talk, and I would love it if it was as soon as they come back with the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I, I would think that'd be cool. I, you know what, I, I still think I'm going to go no on this, <laughs> and you guys are are very much in the right because I, it's very hard to hear your arguments because I'm like, that's right, that's right, oh, that's right too, dang. But there's just, I gotta, I feel like my gut just has to stick with it. He's been alive 50 years. What's 51 gonna make the difference? What's 52 gonna make the difference? And I, I, I it just to me feels what like about they 450? have 450. <laughs> yeah, well, well, okay. Like I know definitely the down the line thing he eventually will, but we're trying to try to stick to season three here. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I still kind of have this gut feeling that he's not gonna like learn to speak overnight. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe like a word or something that to kind of show that we're getting there, but I just, I don't know. I can't see them moving this character, um, that advancing that much that quickly, uh, especially that makes when sense. we're already to pretty me, well aware like that this person's back. life is over the course of like 900 years. He's mm. just still so much in that baby infancy. Mandalorian mm-hmm. season three isn't going to take place a hundred years from now. I don't. I have no clue but, when they start speaking. But, but, but can geez. I ask you guys a, a, a secondary question? When it speaks, does it speak like Yoda? No. You think it just talks regular sentences, and they just kind of squash I, that that was a Yoda thing and I, not a species I, thing? I, I think wherever Yoda's from, they have a completely different language that talks with their words. Like you know, how Spanish has the verbs switched with nouns the way and opposite from like English. I think whatever yeah. Yoda's language is, 
he learned English in the way you set up your sentences in his language. So I think whatever language that is, is, is different from basic. And he just, that's why Yoda talks funny. That's my same Lacey. Or do you think he talks like Yoda? Yeah, I don't think he talks like Yoda. I've said that before about the Spanish thing. So, oh, yeah. oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that makes sense to me that they would kind of be like, oh, no, this is he He learned how to speak from Din Djarin, you know, or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, he would be learning kind of to speak him. from Luke. Or that, too. Yeah. That, oh, that's a good point. Maybe Leek was, Luke is like, you're not talking. Yeah, that's a good point. Man, I'm probably wrong on this. All right. Moving on to the next question. <laughs> I just uh, think he, it felt to me, and I could be totally wrong. Uh, that he was holding back like he he was so traumatized that he was holding back his force powers because he was so afraid so we kind of talked about this a little bit i think during the mano fan show it kind of felt like he was acting up the baby stuff to survive you know what else is interesting too now that you brought up the luke thing it actually does make me think that that would be a really good way to showcase how far he's come with luke because they can't necessarily show it being like how much I've learned or how much I've uh, sure, sure. now am a master or more closer to you know what I know in the force that's kind of difficult mm-hmm. but if he comes into the room and he starts talking you're like oh he's grown up now or he's done Looks so like much. I didn't do any force work but I taught him how to talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah he knows his alphabet so <laughs> um Man, you guys are probably right. All right. Uh, Will Hera, this is our next question. Will Hera and Kanan's son, Jason Sindula, factor into Star Wars stories in a significant way? As, of course, it's like as an impacted character, like, you know, for a movie or a TV show or a uh, yeah, future show or something like that. So, John, I'm going to bounce James, back. James, you should you. answer this first. Me? You want me to answer this? Um, no. Wait, you like, you really <laughs> like Rebels. Yeah, but I, I don't, I to me, I think they've, threw that in there um but i i think a lot of people are thinking oh it's the son of kanan he's gonna be this crazy force user or something and and it's gonna be this whole like darth vader and then luke was you know was also and i'm like that's not how star wars has always been set up you know um that uh that the that force sensitivity passes through lineage it's weird that it has happened through Anakin, but Anakin was born of the Force and he's the chosen one. So that's kind of the anomaly. Everybody mm-hmm. else in Star Wars, uh, I think, is just like, you're just chosen randomly. It has nothing to do with lineage. So, I mean, and maybe somebody has another example, but I, I have always taken that that's not the case and it's just kind of random. But I, I would say that Jason d- doesn't um, really have any big impact uh, on any any stories down the line he might show up but i don't think he's going to be like a major player in any way um so then i don't know who, who goes first i guess Lacey. back john to goes first or john yeah so you're telling me you have a hard time believing that a powerful force user and an ace pilot's kid can't become a powerful force user <laughs> Ben Solo. Is that Ben Solo? Yeah, but that's, <laughs> but that's lineage of Anakin. So no, I know. I I don't know. Um, I know Dave Filoni said, or someone said, Lucasfilm had alluded to the fact that they would like to use him in the future, and I don't know if that's in a big way or not. Um, and I think the only thing they've done is mention him. They mention him in Alphabet Squadron, right? He is not featured. Correct, because Harris says, like, when all this is done, like, I'm not yeah. being a very good mom. Yeah, and that's the thing. Who would train him? Kanan's dead. Um, it's tough. I, I, I'm going to lean towards no, actually, on this. Um, though it would be cool, because I, I always do this thing where I'm like, what, how old is blank when? He was born pretty much at zero as far as the Battle of Yavin. Uh, so, he would be around... You know, like 30, 35, around the time of the sequel trilogy, which means if they do stuff after, he'd be in his 40s. Like, it would be interesting to start putting all these kids together to, like, join Ray. And, like, you get a lot of fans behind that. You have Jason Sindula, Ezra. Like, imagine Jason Sindula and Ezra together. Grogu, Ray, And you just do, like, this weird, like, sort of Avengers thing where you get all these people who are, you know, generations of 
popular Star Wars characters, I think that'd be interesting. But I guess for his example, I'm going to lean towards no too. Hmm. Lacey, do you think that they'll bring that character back in any significant way? I'm going to say yes. I think it's an easy thing to... An easy character that has some legacy to it and then uh, ties everything back to Rebels so that it's a way to tie things together without making it like super tied. You know, like he could come through the whatever the series or movie is without calling back to things that happen in Rebels, but you'd still be like, okay, where did this character come from? And then dive into Rebels. I think it's an easy way to have some continuity. I was just thinking though, you know, we've had some rumors of who's playing Ezra. It would be interesting that if Taylor Gray doesn't get Ezra, which I hope is not the case because I really want him to play it, if he got the role of Jason Sandula, it might be interesting. Hmm. Of course, I want him to be Ezra, but I'm saying if he he doesn't get that role, this is another possible role for him. I feel like that would piss a lot of fans off. Him getting Jason Sandula? Like, yeah. you hired him, but you hired him for the wrong character. <laughs> yeah, now I hear Ezra's voice in I'm Kanan's s- son. Like, yeah, I guess I'm saying it as, uh, it's better than nothing. I know, I wonder <laughs> yeah. if Taylor would be like, hell no. <laughs> then, yeah. like, you know, it could, you look at the other scenario, you could have Ahsoka where Ashley's not involved at all. You know, I think Ashley would take any part over no part. Yeah, that's yeah. like, uh, it's like uh i don't know like uh offering leonardo dicaprio like mercutio and romeo and juliet or something he's like i already played leo or i already played <laughs> sure, romeo sure. like well, i don't know why you would though. do that but but in yeah. animated though you have to also make that separation that it is animated yeah yeah and, yeah um imagine the, imagine the, <laughs> they won't do this but imagine the ahsoka series does like a how i met your mother thing and like for whatever reason, they had Bob Saget's voice be Josh Radner, and then he's like, at the last episode, it's just Josh Radner talking to his kids, and like they had Ashley Eckstein doing like narration, and Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka in the present. So Ashley's just like, and then I went to the Jedi Temple looking for Plank, and then it's just her doing the voice, and then she's like, it's a compromise. They won't do it, but that'd be funny. Um. Uh, one one other thing that I was thinking about Jason Sandula too is that um, that character would have like weird crazy daddy issues considering he's growing up never knowing his dad you know what I mean yeah I was like yeah. I don't know if that Star would Star Wars never does that I know but like usually there's some sort of like re like confronting connection. Yeah. connection with that or whatever I, I don't know I mean I guess they could they could just tell stories and he would always have to kind of like think of his father in this like legendary way but I don't know he would he could be <laughs> like an Sindula, interesting character but he goes into the woods like every weekend like trying to find a wolf and being like are you my dad are you my dad and the wolf just like licks themselves and walks it, away it's weird like, that no, you bring no, up like like taylor though because my i feel like ezra is the son of canaan story kind of thing because of the found family aspect of it um mm-hmm. and then jason's just kind of like there like he's his actual son but i don't know if i if i want to hear more of like uh dealing with the death of my father i i would rather hear it from ezra's point of view and not jason's i don't know Oh, because anyway, Ezra kid. was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. it feels maybe, maybe like that's the future Kanan story. was more maybe of it's... Ezra's dad than <clears throat> Ezra's dad. Jason but... Jason turns to the dark side out of jealousy that Kanan loved Ezra more. Ooh. And it's Ezra versus Jason. Jason Sindula. is like the the um, bad guy in like the Ezra spinoff yeah. show or whatever. That could be cool. That would be so Guys, sad. we got a discussion to get to. That has been a great episode or segment of Will the Force. Um, if you guys want to put your answers in the comments of our YouTube video or tweet us or whatever, um, yeah, we'd like to hear what you guys think on, on a lot of those because there were some pretty good questions in there, especially the ones from uh, our, our resistance officers. But, hey, John, we're going to get to the discussion. What do we got this week? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, so not really sure where we're going to go with this. I know I, I'm not sure, but um, how the Book of Boba Fett will impact the Mandalorian Season 3. So the Book of Boba Fett is in the can, coming out this Christmas, this December. 
Uh, being referred to by sources out of Lucasfilm, reportedly calling it the Mandalorian season 2.5. Um, so is this just based on story timeframes? Like, is it literally because the story is taking place between Mandalorian season two and three, or is it going to be more closely tied? Is it something more? Um, so we know it's at least going to debut a year, at least a year before Mandalorian season three, based on that information we talked about Monday about the filming of Mandalorian season three. Um, but really, more importantly, what impact will it have on the third season of Mando from a, a story perspective? Um, I really have nothing to kick off with here. I'm not sure because the the only thing we really know is that there are some characters from Mandalorian uh, that they're saying are going to appear in Man, uh, Book of Boba Fett. People have been speculating that the Mandalorian will. I don't, I don't know that he will. I don't know that he should. I, I feel like he like they should kind of isolate this a little bit. And maybe bring in like a Cobb Vanth because of the armor thing and that could be revisited a little bit. But this is this is why I'm really just opening this up to you guys immediately because I really have no idea what impact it will have. But I know it probably will have some sort of taking the trajectory and twisting it this way based on something because they wouldn't say it's the Mandalorian 2.5 if it's not going to have any impact on Mandalorian 3. So... Um, James, I don't know, what do you think on that? Am I crazy thinking, or do you think they just said it because it's taking place in between the two things and that's it? Well, I mean, that's my first thought, is that I think you nailed it right there with the 2.5, is that it takes place between 2 and 3. And I think that kind of is suspect to begin with, just simply because where we end season 2 and then see that teaser for Book of Boba Fett, it's very well presumed that after we did what we did on that freighter or whatever, we all separated, went different ways, and Boba Fett went back and took his throne. You know, it's like almost just immediate. It just seems like it just took place like right after. So now the Book of Fett, Boba Fett is coming, and we're starting there. And when we pick up, you would have to imagine that Mandalorian Season 3 probably has Boba Fett in it again, but after the events of what we saw in in his little side adventure, you know, or his mainline story timeline thing. Um, I think I think it's also interesting, too, that it, it's being referred to as a, kind of a side project to Mandalorian just simply because it's the first project beyond the Mandalorian in the new Favreau Filoni universe. Uh, yep. There's Disney Plus shows. There's the Star Wars uh, canon but this is also like, hey, it's not Mandalorian season three, but come on, it's like the it's like the next logical story in the, the in all of these shows that they're putting together. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. refer to Ahsoka as as three point five or something like that, because it's just like it's that next offshoot of it's a, a better way to say that might be like they're they're treating Mandalorian like it's the main line. And all of these other ones are like sub branches. upgrades and branches off of the main timeline. Um, so, I, I mean, maybe that's a way to, instead of it, like 2A maybe would be better instead of 2.5. But everybody kind of understands 2.5 is like not quite 3, but, you know, yeah. it's so it's, it takes place between 2 and 3, which is the back to the time, uh, the actual timeline thing that you're talking about there well Lacey, like what, what do you think because like for example you have you know clone wars was seven seasons taking place in the three-year gap between attack of the clones and revenge of the sith and i know animated's different and that sort of stuff but do you do you see boba fett being more of like this we're taking boba fett and he's going to go do his thing or do you feel because of that labeling there does that change your mind to think that this is whatever happens in this series is going to impact the story of Mandalorian like where do you sit with this thing I think it's a combination of the two I think by saying it's 2.5 you're saying that the story led here because of the Mandalorian season one and two and the choices that Boba Fett makes then determine what happened in the Mandalorian season three and that might have not always been the case but I could see it being like hey if we make some changes here how does it affect it over here and I hate to be that person, but it's a very obvious thing. With Marvel, all their storylines link together. And yes, what Winter Soldier and Falcon okay. do over here doesn't directly impact Wanda over here. But there are moments here and there that then lead to the next story or the next movie or the next project. 
that then if you were to watch them all together, you get that cohesive narrative. But it's not something that if you only watched this, you couldn't enjoy it on its own. So that's why I think it's a 2.5. It's like, yes, it led from The Mandalorian. Yes, decisions that Boba Fett makes here are going to impact The Mandalorian. But I think you can enjoy this as its own thing. Yeah, Um, okay. It's weird, yeah. too. I want to jump in there, too, because that's, that's a good example with the Falcon and Winter Soldier thing in the sense that, like, if I knew there was going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier season two, but also we were going to get another show called The Falcon or, or, or better yet, Winter Soldier on its own, I'd probably refer to that as as one, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier 1.5 or something. It's kind of right. what the Winter Soldier right. was doing in between the first and second season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, so that makes sense to me when you when you put it in that context. And I think that, I feel like that's what we're all gathering here is that Bo- Book of Boba Fett just plays, plays between two and three. And it's kind of in the same world-ish, even though we're, it's clearly in the same world. It's but very in the same world, in the same bubble. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be interesting and add, add a dimension, so to speak, in how we receive or go on the journey of Mandalorian season three, if the ramifications of things that Boba Fett does now being in charge of whatever Hutt's crime uh, uh, syndicate is called now, mm-hmm. uh, like seeing, like kind of like Back to the Future, like the the fallout from Biff taking over in the alternate timeline. What did What did that do? The chain reaction of what that did to that time like what Boba Fett taking this over now it would be interesting to see that play out and then see aspects of the environment around the Mandalorian and how stuff Boba Fett did impacted those things even perhaps subtly whether it's environment like the environment around them uh certain characters who may have to have relocated um like we said you know could you know a Cobb Vance situation maybe Boba Fett's not over the fact that he took his armor and maybe he goes back and they have some sort of showdown back at that street at the OK Corral and and Mandalorian goes back to revisit Cobb Vance and finds out he was killed by Boba Fett like how deep are they going to go with it? I I would like to see them do that sort of thing where it doesn't it it doesn't dictate the story of Din Djarin, but we see how the Mandalorian tells its story like and this chapter he's doing this, this chapter he's doing this. It would be interesting if his environment, his experience is impacted by things Boba Fett does in the Book of Boba Fett, which would elevate the impact of Boba Fett on the story. I think that the book of Boba Fett could be more of an explanation or exploration of who Boba Fett is because we haven't gotten that in canon. We've only really gotten like in live action what he's done in the original trilogy and then what we then got as the redemption type arc with Mandalorian. So I think the book of Boba Fett could be more of like, okay, he's now gotten his revenge on Jabba without Jabba being there, obviously. Um, so what's next for him? And I think there is this kind of interesting exploration of what it means to be a Mandalorian, because I think he's kind of been on his own like the Mandalorian, but in a different way now. So like he's kind of the bad guy, you know, whereas the Mandalorian went from being this guy that was kind of morally ambiguous to now he's the good guy. He has a kid, potentially. He cares about people. But we get this moment in season two of The Mandalorian where he's confronted with Bo-Katan and, uh, what's her name, Casca Reeves. And there's a lot of tension there. And the season ends off with Bo-Katan unsure of what to do with Darksaber, what it means for Mandalore and all these things. And the tension is still there between her and Boba Fett. So I could see that getting explored here off screen from The Mandalorian so that when we see Din Djarin again... Maybe Boba Fett has sided with Bo-Katan and they're kind of trying to figure out how to get the Darksaber back because ultimately he doesn't want it, but they have to figure out how to get it back. And they have to figure out what the next step is for Mandalore and Mandalorians. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that, that, I guess that is the question, like how heavy they can explore um, Mandalorian culture and Mandalore in the Mandalorian then. If that's what you're saying, like if, if Boba Fett's going to take that path. Because um, I, mean, I think they... the Mandalorian has become, he's more than that. 
he's known as the Mandalorian, but he's become more of that. He'll take his helmet off. He's learned to care about others and go outside well, also, what he's supposed like, to be doing. Doesn't don't you get the feeling, and this could change maybe with the Mandalorian. Um, James, I don't know what you think, but it, uh, Din Djarin to me feels like the reluctant, like, I don't want it. Like the Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, it's, it's I'm... Or Spider-Man at first, and yeah. And I'm supposed to be the ruler, but I don't want it sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Yeah, it, it's funny because I think like, <laughs> John, you're saying like the ramifications of what Boba Fett's choices are and how that affects the Mandalorian. And, and like even Lacey's kind of saying like this, this lineage of Mandalore and how they could bring in like Bo-Katan and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I think you might just be overthinking it a little bit. I have a feeling that like... Well, that's um, the point, James, is you're supposed to speculate on what could happen. I And I understand. I, <laughs> my, my thing, though, is I, I think what is going to happen is they're like... Um, like, hey, they've they've set up in season two that like there's a really good guy, and that's the Mandalorian. And sometimes he works together with some really crappy people, like that bounty Mayfeld, hunter Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a scummy dude. But anyway, they're gonna meet. They're they're done. It's Tuesday, but they finished their work. They're gonna meet back here Wednesday morning. Um, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a sidestep and shows you what kind of a crummy person does Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. So he goes out or, or, you know, or better yet, like I should say Friday night, we'll meet back on Monday morning or something. What does Boba Fett mm-hmm. do over the weekend? It's like, it doesn't have any impact on him showing up for work Monday sure. morning. I just sure. think he's going to go out and he's going to be involved with, uh, you know, uh, scandalous people and he's not going to have any problem like killing him. He's not going to have any problem like uh, making his way to the top. His goal is going to be, you know, how to how to better himself, uh, his throne, his uh, rule, I think. And then uh, at the end of the day, when the Mandalorian says, I need you for a job, he's like, that's right, I'm back, you know? And then they're going to team up again. And it's just mm-hmm. a sidestep, side story. I think it's interesting you say, uh, that they might be multiple seasons, but I think they're kind of just treating it. I would imagine they would treat it like, Hey, we're Disney plus and we don't have to make it shows if we don't want, let's do, let's do four episodes of exploring a character just cause, just cause it's fun. Let's call it the book of Boba Fett. Not saying it's going to be four episodes, but I'm saying, you know, they could do that. They could just make, a couple episodes of, of a specific character, spin it off for just a second, uh, go see what that person does on the weekends, like I'm saying, and then just, it doesn't really have any long-term ramifications of like, well, you have to be watching this other show. It's more like, hey, if you're down, like, we've got this other thing that is this really cool spotlight on a character um, when they're not in the main line kind of thing. And I, I, I think that I, it absolutely is going to impact the other series. I well, don't no, think it will you can because have of continuity. Yeah, it will because of continuity. But I don't, I don't think they're making this just to make it. I think they're making it because there's a story there that they needed to explain leading into the next season of Mandalorian. See, and that's that's where I differ. I, I think they just want to sidestep and have some fun with Boba Fett because he's an awesome character and they want to just do some really cool stuff that that in my opinion doesn't matter like they could like they could blow up a planet and we'll never hear that planet again but it was awesome because we watched the show and they saw a blow planet you're speculating i think a little bit more that like when we see that planet explode that will be important to mandalorian because now they can't go because boba fett blew up the planet and it's like it's an issue now and they have to work around it or whatever like i i i don't know i just I I tend to think that Boba Fett is just a, a fun time. So you, you yeah you really think it's an just an offshoot thing like um, I, yeah I yeah I mean yeah, that it's I not Bo, it's not Boba Fett it's the book of Boba Fett and that to me is just like it's a diary it's a sidestep it's what Boba Fett does in his time in his free time yeah but don't forget that there and I don't know that I could see the like Boba Fett becoming this crime boss and then like. Just being like, all right, I'm gonna go back and be these guys' chauffeur again. Like, I, I, I can't. This leads see up that. to a crossover event too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I, I just can't see that level of elevation. That's like becoming, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> a headliner band and you're selling out stadiums, and then being like, all right, uh, we're gonna open for this person in this coffee shop now, and like, 
he's ascending and Boba Fett is finally having his time to take that, to pull that down from him or like they do in wrestling. Like when someone has heat, you don't take someone who has heat and then just like throw cold water on him. It's so I have a hard time saying, seeing them pull him back down to where he was and saying like, all right, now I'm going to go hang out with Mandalorian again. I, I can't, I have a hard time buying that. And what, there has he, to be, there also has to be an end game for Boba Fett too, in terms of like, He's not just going to be like, all right, that was Boba Fett's story. So what happened to him? Whatever happened to Boba Fett? I think we're going to see well, Boba Fett die in, not necessarily <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett, but we're going to see his death because we really need a, a finality in that character. Um, and, and what better way than in this Western style, Robert Rodriguez sort of thing than, than for him to go out like guns blazing instead of crying and falling into uh, a, ma- a man-eating plant. Um, can I, can I the the maybe is. propose this too, that we don't see you Boba Fett You can propose back. anything, James. <laughs> this is a safe we, space. <laughs> we don't see Boba Fett in the Mandalorian again until that crossover in the same way that maybe Ahsoka isn't in the Mandalorian again until the crossover. Maybe I agree something. With that. Maybe we do, we, we, we sidestep and we go, this is Boba Fett and he's in the underground. He's controlling it. Season one, that was great. He's a scummy dude. This is awesome. Season two, still a scummy dude, whatever. And then when they get to the crossover, they're like, hey, we need you for this reason, this mission. We're pulling you in. We've worked with you before. Sidestep everything you're doing. You can go back to it, but we, we here's why we need you. And it's cool because... A lot of fans have been watching season one, season two, season three of Book of Boba Fett or whatever. And then when they when he comes back in, you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, we saw we saw him meet up in season one. Now they're meeting back up in season five or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like Fast and the Furious to me. I mean, like (laughs) that's what I thought of when you brought it that like someone they've worked with or raced or whatever. And then they bring them back. Yeah. Hey, man. It's it works. <laughs> Imagine season, uh, the first episode of uh, Mandalorian season three. Not only is Grogu talking, but Mandalorian, like they run into Boba Fett and Mandalorian's like, I heard what you did in Navarro. You killed Cara Dune. <laughs> yeah, Boba yeah. Fett just was responsible for killing Cara Dune off. Yeah, he said he, uh, he pushed her. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. The fall killed her. No. Yes. So. So. Because. Because uh, that got brought up. You know who'd be awesome for uh, Book of Boba Fett? Vin Diesel. I love Vin Diesel. I would take him in any project. Yeah. I know, just but put, I think he would fit in Groot. really Cross well. Over fully. Just put Groot in. Just do him. Yeah. We'll just do Groot in Book of Boba Fett. That actually Groot? would be hilarious if they did bring oh, Groot yeah, over because he technically is an alien. Yeah, so. he just but he did, well Groot just like plays an actual tree outside of yeah. Boba Fett's like house. No, I but but seriously though, I would be, I think Vin Diesel would fit most it's perfectly a tree. Who cares? in uh Book of Boba Fett. I, I would think that'd be cool. Yeah. But I'm for think, that. I don't know. Do you think Groot was one of the walking trees in Lord of the Rings? John Remember at the beginning of the episode where you kept saying like, "Oh, is this the theme now? Are you going to keep bringing this up?" Um, what? <laughs> I will. What? I will ask you this, John, because it looked like maybe I was convincing you there. Are you down for it being a sidestep project altogether? If he's going to be <clears throat> consistently doing his thing for multiple seasons and not reappearing and coming back every Monday morning to in Mandalorian. I, I, I think it would get really stale if Boba Fett had too met too much content, like too many seasons, mm-hmm. um, because the whole mystery of Boba Fett from the very beginning was he was the action figure first. They like the kids got their action figure, then he came out in Empire. So the kids had just, like all these ideas of who Boba Fett was in their head, and then they see him in Empire Strikes Back. So if they overdo it with Boba Fett, I think the the shine kind of comes off the apple a little bit and the 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 mystique and the allure and that sort of thing is kind of gone so i think may i i would like to think that they are going to honor that aspect of it and and keep it you know kind of short i don't think there's going to be a lot of episodes or anything like that this uh book of boba fett thing and i hope they don't do too many seasons of it because i think um you using him uh no, I don't want to say sparingly, but using him um, in in a smart smart doses is is for me anyway, in my opinion, the best way to keep utilizing Boba Fett so people are still interested and intrigued by him. 
Like, I don't want to find out like where he went to high school and like, like the, you know, I don't need the whole, the whole story of Boba Fett. I know we got the kid Boba Fett in the prequels, but I like the mysterious element of him. I don't want to know everything about the guy. Mm-hmm. So Lacey, where are you at? Like as far as Mandalorian maybe showing up in book of Boba Fett? I think he's going to show up at the end or they're going to say something like, we need to go see the Mandalorian or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some off comment that then leads it perfectly into the next series. Which would be Book, Mandalorian of, Boba Fett. Three, Book of Boba Fett ends with Boba Fett doing the lean over and the rocket and it just blows up Cara Dune's house. <laughs> That's the end of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> You're obsessed with Cara Dune being killed off. <laughs> I, could just, I think that would be funny if they just like that's it it's done that's crazy i don't know what else you got john where, where, where are we anything else that you know. think this could go well um n- not necessarily like i said i i came into this and uh, i'm sort of feeding off your guys ideas and 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 it's making me think of things but like are we gonna see like is like they said characters from the mandalorian are gonna show up i believe so does that mean grief Karga, or does that mean like pelimato or you know because i'm thinking you know tatooine because it's on tatooine yeah so are we gonna see um cob vanth that would make a lot of sense i think because they do have that sort of tension because he had his armor that would make a lot of sense to see timothy oliphant come back do some you know stuff and maybe still get uh entangled with Boba Fett a little bit. Are there going to be more crime stuff? They've been trying to wedge Bosk in everywhere. He was supposed to be in Solo. They wanted him uh, in other things, I believe. And they already did some new modern test runs with Trandoshans in Mandalorian Season 1 that looked pretty cool. Do we see like other bounty hunters that he kind of crossed paths with from from the original trilogy, in addition to Bosk, like Zuckus and people like that? Are we going to see... Um, who, who's the guy who, who, who apparently... Uh, Dengar, who shows up in like the Rise of Skywalker, all mm. messed up. Like, what if Boba Fett's the one who messes him up? Like, that'd be kind of cool. So, I, I would like to see maybe that sort of stuff, and maybe that is more of like what you're saying, which is kind of like take out your action figures and play with them, and then we can put them back in the case and and put them away, which mm. I would be fine with. I just think maybe there's a healthy balance where you don't do too much of impact on the Mandalorian, but like I said, maybe certain things he does, butterfly effects, things that happen in events after because it's still the same galaxy. And even though it's a galaxy, Star Wars is very a tight little ball. So yeah, like so I like, think a happy medium would be the way to go. Almost like that whole like um, you wouldn't. Like something happens in Mandalorian whatever season and they're like, oh, well, that's a callback to Book of Boba Fett. If you were watching yes. that, you'd, yes. you'd see this or whatever. I mean, I don't still, still think that's impossible um, if you just to have Boba Fett come back on that big crossover event and see how those things all come together. I mean, that's... That's, I think, the the Avengers style is like, you're like, okay, well, you don't have to watch all these things, but it's better when you do watch all of them because you'll miss all the little nuggets and references and things to things they've done in the past. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. Like I, Boba Fett blows up Weequay's bar at, at um, <laughs> uh, Cobb Vance Buddy. And then Man- I'm serious. And then Mandalorian goes to see him, and he see and like he drives through the town, and we see that that bar is obliterated. That'd be in- that'd be an interesting connection. Like like it adds a adds a level of realism to the storytelling. Like oh wow, that happened, and we I know when that happened. They don't even have to talk about it. They just show it. I think that stuff's yeah. cool. It's weird that we're talking. We we've mentioned this last week that we kind of think Boba Fett is more likely to be a bad guy than a good guy. But if he was a good guy, so, it would be interesting to see him take take the throne back and like fix the place up because Jabba always sucked. That would make more sense to me that he runs in with Cobb Vanth. The two of them work together to like Hobbs and Shaw and kind of clean oh, up man. the area or something. Um, yeah. But I think he's more likely to be someone that's like punisher style out for revenge everyone's wronged him he's gonna right some wrongs i agree with that i just greased before tuna and then just dumps his body off the chair like yeah every suggestion john's making is someone dies if they make him an anti-hero then they're just 
they're missing his character or what makes him cool in the first place. So, um, and, and but the right, you brought up hero. Go ahead. I was going to say the other thing you brought up about Cobb Vanth, that sounds very similar to what Mando went through. Like the clash at the beginning and then like, what are you going to have them be friends at the end? Like we got that story that happened. Well, not even that. It's like, I just keep going back to the source material and for me, <clears throat> With the whole Boba Fett thing in the gallery series, Robert Rodriguez was talking about how badass he was and how he wanted to show how ruthless and cruel and like yeah, he totally. just took out all these guys. And like he could have just shot him, but he didn't. He like backhanded them, crushed their helmets, threw rocks on them and stuff like he could have done all these different things, blown them up. Yeah. To me, that says that his character is grounded in this, like, ruthlessness that you can't then see how it kicked off with him killing Bib Fortuna and taking his throne, that he's not going to do that. Because yeah, if you that, remember, that's the Fennec Shand lets the woman go, not Boba Fett. She lets the woman go. So yeah. it's one thing if you saw him come in and let her go, but he didn't. Um, yeah. He just came in and kind of took over. So I think for me, at least, I'm really wanting a ruthless Boba Fett that comes in and just destroys stuff and takes over and is doing the wrong things and kind of throws people off. Not Fennec Shand because she understands she comes from that kind of background of like doing terrible things. But like if he does meet up with a Bo-Katan or a Mandalorian at some point in the series, they're going, whoa, this is not the person I thought I knew. But how much did you really know? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And who knows? Maybe even Fennec Shan like, betrays Boba Fett or something. Maybe. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah, that can happen, I, and it's cool that we I, don't know. And she she does the life debt thing to him, so. Yeah. You think she cares about that? She's like, thanks for my new stomach. <laughs> she, she obviously does care about it because she's doing it. The only thing is because we know life debts are important with Chewbacca and that people take them seriously. Yeah, I feel like life debt should be a little bit more like one year. (laughs) Jar Jar Banks, you know. You know what I mean? Like, hey, thanks for saving my life. I'm... How about I not commit the rest of my life to whatever it is like you see your life as? Yeah. Expires like, after can, two years. I will. I really appreciate what you did for me. I will help you out for the next year. Anything you need. I'll do your but laundry come on, for Let's be serious. <laughs> you might as well have just killed me because yeah. I, I don't live a life anymore. I'm just doing, I'm a slave to you. So this is kind of weird, but. Also the other thing, do you want that person following you around for the rest of your life? That would drive me bananas. Right. Will, oh yeah. yeah i don't know yeah um all right well i think that was good that was fun good stuff we'll see what happens we'll see if we're even on the mark at all it'd be it's sometimes like when we do the speculation stuff nice to revisit it so we're about do you, do you um, want six months six months out so do you want to throw out how many episodes you think it'll be book boba fett season one I'm going to say six, even though eight obviously is the precedent, but Obi-Wan's only eight or six, so. Hmm. I'm going to say Long four. Long silence. You think four? Huh? All right. Lacey, what do you think? I'm going to go eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. All right. So we got a mm-hmm. good answers thing. No price is right locked in. rules here. uh one episode one episode bob (laughs) um all right because they bid a dollar all right tough crowd today all right (laughs) so that takes us to the uh next segment here which uh we're gonna hand over to uh danger over there guys it's time for is the force with you the force will be with you always so is the force with you is our segment where we pitch a hypothetical situation and decide whether we buy or sell the idea by saying whether the force is with us or not i will read the scenario and we will each answer whether the force is with us or not and briefly explain why so the scenario is din dejarin aka mando will die in the mandalorian is the force with you john uh yes the force is with me um, I had a tough time answering this, but 
feel like a lot of times in these Western stories, there's a lot of martyrism going on and a lot of uh, dying for the cause and sacrificing yourself. You're the, the lone gunman who who finds your way and does something right for somebody you finally care about and they, they usually don't make it out. But the people they did it for go on to thrive. Um, so because of that and Favreau's sort of respect for that sort of style of storytelling, I think he's going to make that tough choice and it's going to add weight to the story. Kind of like um, uh, Logan, sort of, like in for a recent example by um, uh, Mangold. But uh, yeah, so I, I, it's going to be tough, but I think I think he will and it'll make it for a, an even more impactful story. So the force is with me. James? Um, you know, Filoni has a hard time killing a character that he <laughs> helped create, you know, or is involved <laughs> with. And usually uh, those, his characters end up showing up in multiple things. Um, so, and, and Pedro Pascal is pretty young too. So, you know, if by not killing him, they have the opportunity to bring it back in uh, a much later era. Uh, and they can play with his character and see how far he's come and, and grown and stuff. Um, but for two reasons, uh, I'm going to go with, they are going to kill him. Uh, the first one being is they have a character that's going to progress into future series and that's Grogu. That already is the connection to the Mandalorian. So every time you see him, you'll remember the tragedy of Din Djarin. Uh, the second thing is, is that I said Filoni, uh, uh, likes to do that with his characters, but this mostly is a Favreau character and I don't think Favreau has any problem killing off characters for the story that is the story he's the western guy Favreau would more likely be like he I'm killing him he's a gunner lights out McClunky right (laughs) yeah I agree with you guys the force is with me that Din Djarin will die in the Mandalorian I think it adds weight to the story in a way that's super impactful because he went through all these changes and he made friends along the way and took care of a child um and it kind of doing the thing that harrison ford wanted for han solo in you know empire strikes back or return of the jedi which is like that sacrifice for the greater good um so that would be really cool for the character and like you guys said i think favreau has no problem killing someone i think for all we know he already decided that going into the series like that was where he knew it was ending it was just how am i getting there um so yeah i think he will die i don't know why i said this so happily so yeah favreau actually went up to daisy ridley and whispered uh what's gonna happen and then she cried yeah she cried (laughs) (laughs) that's big all right so now we're gonna head to john to finish the show all right. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Is the force with you? We, we did a poll. Actually, should, we should have brought that up. Sorry. We did a poll. We polled everybody on this thing. Let's see what the results were. I think they did not agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because people don't want him to die. Right. Um, so, yeah, we polled you out there on Twitter with this question. And I am speaking slowly so I can find it. There it is. Uh, 38% said the force is with them, which means 62% said no, the force is not with them. They do not want him. They don't think he'll die. So uh, they disagree with the TRB3, but we have hey. the microphones. So there you go. <laughs> but they uh, have the no, real this, power. They have the real power. Every vote right. counts. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right. So thanks to everyone for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, we we do have to say a special thank you to our uh, Patreon generals and our Spice Runners. Um, first off, our Spice Runners, uh, our new tier, a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming uh, for you guys. So thank you to David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, and Dave Hornack, aka Indie Dave. Thank you so much. And our Patreon generals holding down the base. In the War Room, love you guys. Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff. Whew. One breath. 
Thank you all so much for all of your support and everyone on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. uh, we really can't do it without you. And we are uh, so excited for the future. And like we said in our State of Star Wars episode, 2022 should be just like this launching pad for the next era in Star Wars. And we're so glad that you're giving us an opportunity to do some big things. And we're very excited to get back out in the real world, right, guys? And do go to events yeah. and do cool things uh, next year, which includes celebration. So... Uh, in addition to subscribing to the show, make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And I have a movie podcast called Just Like the Movies, where me and my best friend talk about old movies that we watched growing up. We just did uh, Predator and we have Goodfellas coming up. Uh, Lacey, how about you? Where can people hit you up? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. James. Um... So let me make up a fake domain. No, uh, <laughs> it's going to be at Myra Trunks, Twitter and Instagram. And yes. on the Bad Batch show tomorrow. Bad Batch reaction yes. show tomorrow morning. Yes. How many, what, what episode have we had with that thing now? I got to catch up. I'm a couple uh, behind. Uh, this has got to be seven tomorrow. That thing's cooking. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that for James. And we'll also have a review, written review on StarWarsNewsNet.com too. Uh, but we hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, we're kicking off summer here, so we hope things are uh, going well for you. Enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.